You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corn Roof Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Klim. On some of my sidekick, Mr. Kev. Big football-heavy show today. Mahomes news, Deshaun Jackson, college football, leaving old Dwight Howard sprinkled in the back end of it. It's going to be an interesting show. Kev, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you? I am exhausted. But let's get rock and rolling here. All right. Last Yesterday's big story. Everyone talked about it. Patrick Mahomes. Kev, do you have the actual what the actual contract number is? I could not find it in the last 30 seconds, but it was over 10 years on top of his two years that he had left. It so was over $30 million. The extension yeah. is 10 years, $502.6 million, I think. Yeah. So everyone was riding up to 503 But in actuality, it's a 12-year contract worth 530 ish because of the last two years on his current deal. Okay, so yeah, honestly, he's worth it though. So I'm I'm not in in the long in the long part. You had to pay the best player in the league. You had to play the Super Bowl MVP, arguably the best quarterback in the league currently. Yes, but the guys who have signed ten year deals in NFL history, it has not worked out for them. <laughs> Dom McNabb. Donovan McNabb, 12 years, 215, I think, at the time. Oh, don't give me, don't remind me about that contract. Michael Vick in Atlanta, 10 years, 183 million. Brett Favre in Green Bay, 10 years, 100 million. That's like the only one that worked out. Dante Culpepper was 10 years. I forget the money. He lasted three years in Minnesota after that. And then Drew Bledsoe signed it the year before 2001 when he punctured a lung and got his job taken by Tom Brady. Well, Mahomes broke. Mahomes punched out the Madden curse. Maybe he'll punch out the ten-year contract curse. I'm not sure. It's 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 Mahomes is such a unique talent. There's nobody like that's on his level. Yes, I, I think the first seven years of this deal, uh, not seven, because but I think years two to seven or three to seven around there, three to eight maybe, are yeah. gonna look like steals. Oh, yeah. Because I think in three years, the co- any salary cap implications from Corona is going to be over. It's going to be bouncing back. And he's still going to be producing. I am concerned on the back end of that because quarterbacks, yes, they're playing longer. And, yes, Patrick Mahomes isn't a runner. He's not like RG3. He's not like Lamar Jackson. But he needs his athleticism to produce. Yeah. And there is a concern. Like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they were not as athletic necessarily. Tom Brady could bounce back still pretty well, but – they weren't as athletic at 34, 35 as they were at 23. I would say Mahomes' style is more akin to a Tony Romo than a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady, where he's an improviser with a good arm, even though he's an improviser with a, bazoo- a howitzer instead of just a good arm. But um, Mahomes, I, I think also he's being coached by one of the best quarterback gurus in NFL history. If anybody can teach Mahomes how to stay in the pocket to keep himself healthy – it's Andy Reid. 
and still be effective. So, yeah, and I'm not saying it's definitely not going to work out. I'm saying that would be my concerns as the team. Same. Well, no, I completely agree with you. I think it's like if I'm Kansas City, I really want them, if I'm a fan or even just part of the players or even the team itself, the biggest concern to me is can we keep producing talent around him? The contract, it's going to look like a steal with the new cap anyway. I think it was very smart. Teams like L.A., Philly, now Kansas City, who are paying their franchise guys before the cap jumps, it, it's the smartest thing to do. Because now in three years when the cap you know rebounds from Corona completely, Wentz, Goff, and hopefully the Ravens can pay Lamar Jackson before the cap jumps, and Mahomes, those four guys are going to look like steals when they're still producing great seasons and the teams can still pay a wide receiver. 10, 15 million or off a left tackle, 10 or 15 million over a certain amount of years. The problem is that after this season, the cap's going to drop. Oh yeah. They can't have fans in the stands in most places. They might not play a full season, honestly. Sorry, rumors, the preseason's gone. Mm -hmm. And so Patrick Mahomes right now is getting 22% of the chiefs salary cap. That's 2019 numbers. I'm not sure what it's going to be next year. Once it drops, that's going to go up, and then you're going to lose established guys. You're going to lose Tyreek Hill. You're going to lose Travis Kelsey, or you're going to pay them and have no defense and no one else. True, or and you're going to have to rely on draft picks, basically. Yeah, and it could work out, but their draft picks aren't going to be high enough with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they're going to have to rely on their second and third rounders like to be like studs. Yeah. Which is a balance, but then again, we saw it work with Seattle when they had Russell Wilson, so it's... We're because like you know Chancellor Sherman, the only first round pick on the defense really was uh, Earl Thomas. But um, I don't know, it's gonna be interesting going forward with this because like with the like coronavirus was a real kind of knuckleball into uh, the cap for all these contract extensions and everything else. So it's gonna be really weird going forward. But Kev, the question is. With this contract extension, there's a, there's another quarterback who's trying to negotiate a new contract. You know, the most overrated game manager in the last five years in the NFL. So I saw a meme today from our my one of my favorite uh, channels to follow, ATD Radio, a uh, uh, network out of Philadelphia. Um, they said, to breaking news, Dak Prescott was offered a, I think it was like a 20-year, $1 billion contract by the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm like, oh, if only that was real. Just completely tanked their salary cap. And the question is then, what does this mean for Dak Prescott? I know they're two different two different atmospheres of quarterbacks, but this definitely drives up Dak's asking price. Yeah, I think this well, I don't know if it's gonna drive up his asking price because Patrick Mahomes is getting about 40 a year, a little bit more. I'm not sure how the... Oh, yeah, he was asking for 42, right? Yeah, I don't know how the signing bonus breaks down in terms yeah. I haven't looked at that re- yet. But yeah. this hurts Dak, because they can just go... Patrick Mahomes just got, let's just say 44, 45, with, like, signing bonuses and stuff around that. Yeah. Like, he just got that. We're not paying you anywhere near that for any amount of time close to that. We will give you a three-year... 91 we'll give you a ryan Tannehill deal you basically do the same thing for us what he is he is ryan Tannehill. yeah pretty much 
So, I mean, I, I would agree, too. That would be the smart thing to do. But remember, we're talking about Dallas here. So, I don't know how much Jerry Jones loves Dak. I am not sold him. I don't think Mike McCarthy likes him either. Because immediately after McCarthy got there, one of his first moves in the building was go sign Andy Dalton. Yeah, I if Jerry Jones loved Dak, I, this would be a concern for Dallas fans, but it doesn't seem like he really does. He likes Dak. He wants him to do well, obviously, because it helps the team, and he thinks he can do well to help the team, but he doesn't seem to have this huge admiration for Dak that he's had for some other guys. Yeah. And because if he loved Dak that much, <laughs> say, oh, I want $42 million a year. Okay, here you go, Dak. Like, he paid Jalen Smith a great contract for a linebacker two years removed from an ACL blowout. He paid Zeke – he must love Zeke Elliott because Zeke held out for, like, three three games, yet they paid him a crap ton of money. So, to me, you're right. I am seriously – like, there are one of the few times I will fully admit, guys, Kevin Langley is completely right here. I am not sold that Jerry loves Dak Prescott. And this is – I think you're – I could see a – the Cowboys just completely killing any offers. They're going to say, hey, walk in free agency, see what team actually picks you up. Besides, like, Jacksonville or maybe, um, I don't know, who's another team that's going to blow their quarterback room up next year? Um, um, Oakland, maybe? I, see, I don't know, because the talks initially were when John Gruden got there that he didn't like Derek at all and he was trading him immediately. Or he was going to wait to see how he did that season and then get rid of him. But we haven't really heard anything about it since then. Okay, so maybe they've always been connected to like oh Brady and stuff like that, but like it never really fit the whole like narrative. I think they were just digging up off of a narrative that really wasn't there with like the Gruden car issue that really kind of dissipated very quickly. I, I can see some other teams I can see going after Dak. Uh, Tampa Bay, if it's on like a three-year low money deal to back oh, up Brady um, calls it quits after after the yeah. year. And then steps in. They have a decent quarterback with that team. Um, the Rams, potentially. That, that that golf contract, though, is nasty. Yeah, and they're in cap hell. They're trying to get rid of guys. Yeah, they're not going to be able to pay. They're not going to be – unless they can move golf. I don't see the Rams. I could That's see the – They let golf go and sign Dak. Oh, okay, okay. I was like – I'm like – if golf really struggles next year again, they, I could see golf go like a trade to like the Jaguars being like, Oh, we'll take a guy like golf and watch golf doesn't struggle because McVay's offense is very flawed. Um, Ooh, Chicago. Ooh, yes. If Foles doesn't do well, which is very high a possibility. And we know the kind of quarterback Mitch is. They don't like him. Obviously <laughs> the owner does, but Matt Nagy's like, why did I sign up for this? I think those might be the most likely options. Yeah, so Jacksonville, Rams in a trade. Oh my God, Jared Goff playing quarterback for the for the um for the Cowboys would be crazy. Um oh, uh the Patriots. Oh yes, I could. Sam's on that one year deal. Stidham doesn't progress the way they want. They're not going to have a high enough pick to get Trevor Lawrence or any Dak, of these quarterbacks. Dak could fit. Belichick's bill. He's a worker. Okay arm. Doesn't need to have guys who can blow past receivers. He likes big receivers. 
he likes guys who run short routes. I mean, he could fit Belichick's offense. If Dak really sucks this year and just keeps going to parties during a during a pandemic, I can see the Patriots signing him for cheap next year. Reason, yeah, I know, like, reason number 10,000 why I like Wentz more than Dak besides their teams. Um, Wentz is married with a kid and quarantined himself in Texas and just hunted the whole time. I was going to say, it's easier for Wentz to do that, though. He lived, he has a house in Texas. He's lived in North Dakota. There aren't exactly a lot of people yeah, in he's place. married with a child. He kind of has to stay home. True. Yeah, so, the, like, that's, like, I love the, like, everyone, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, who do I rather want driving the bus? Corona boy or uh, Cap, the hunting man? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's pretty yeah, obvious in my book. All right, so you had a great idea, Kevin. I, I really want to roll with this right now. It, so, Patrick Mahomes, the $500 million man, if you had that contract, what would you buy? All right. So this is establishing that – so wait, what are the parameters? That I'm already in the league and I got this or I'm me right now and got this kind of money? You're in Patrick Mahomes' situation. Okay, so he's already making an okay amount You've of already money. made money. You're a top quarterback. You you probably you have a house, a car. A ton of endorsement deals already in there, like, you know, like a, like got got the got the lady and everything else. Like, hmm. First thing I buy, I'm buying a house on some vacation spot to escape to for three months, for three weeks out of the year, like three, four weeks out of the year. I'm uh, with the vineyard, um, Malibu, Maui. I'm buying a house, like a big house somewhere that is just like my like vacation home. Once the season's over, I'm fitting that thing with a gym with all this recovery tools. I'm finding the closest PT specialist or I might fly my own out there. And that's, that's, that's where I'd be. For four, the first, the next four weeks after the season's over. Anything else? Doesn't have to just be first. Day, like a couple things. Oh, and then I am buying probably every sneaker known to man. Because you know me, I love, I love, I love, you know me, I'm a sneakerhead. I would probably buy every, I would pr- every year I'd buy a, a new car. I wouldn't even get them like registered. I just have them to collect, and I maybe have about three or four every car that I ever wanted. Actually, I'm, 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 who am I kidding? I would own about four. That'd be it. I'd own a Raptor, a Camaro, Aston Martin, a old Chevelle, and then probably a Lambo. And that's it. Um, yeah. And then probably I would finish every tattoo idea I had in my, in my head. <laughs> and then I'd probably, and then, yeah, no. And then I'd probably st- install like an amazing bar in my house. Jared signs that deal, then week one of the next season, he comes in, look like Birdman. <laughs> okay, no, okay, so I have a rule about tattoos. My some, like my parent family know this, at least my, my mom and my dad and my sister. If I can't cover the tattoo with a hockey jersey in basketball and, like, with a hockey jersey, I don't get it. So yeah, basically, nothing above the neck, nothing above below the wrist. And honestly, I could get stuff on my shins. I still might. But that's like a that's like how crazy I'm feeling at that point. But like definitely right now I'm getting a half a full sleeve on my left arm and a, a half sleeve on my right. So when you go to shake somebody's hand if they're really offended by tattoos, you don't see the tattoos. True. Yeah, I feel like it's nothing above like the middle of your forearm, really. Actually, well, the one that I'm the one the one I'm working on to get done in September is stopping here, like just above yeah. the watch line. Like, that's a good place. So, like, if your dress shirt rides up a little bit or something, if you're in a business, 
then yeah. you're not going to see that still. Yeah, no. Like, I have, I, I have a couple of buddies, and my buddy Marquise, he's got a couple tattoos on the hands. And I'm like, you know what? It works for you. You're like, it's not really your, like, his profession is different than mine. Like, I mean, sports media is different, but yeah. I don't know. It's 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 gonna it's a weird kind of competency. Even your career where you work is different with tattoos and everything else. So I don't think you can wear piercings with you, right, yours, right? Uh, Well, with my boss, I can't, but other people do. I mean, yeah, because I know. I mean, look, look at me. I've got two, like, eight millimeter black onyx earrings in my ears right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That's that why. Kevin, what would you buy if you had offered that contract? Number one, I'd get rid of my, uh, his girlfriend. <laughs> you know, she's gone. Well, if, if anything happens, I don't want her getting any of that money. If, if we're us, if we're it's we're us, we're in our shoes. So you wouldn't be dating this girl at that point. Okay, never mind then. If I got if I had a girl, she could stay. If I'm seeing my current girl, she can stay. I like her. She can have some of the money. Uh, number two. Oh, wow. 1969 Chevy C10, blacked out. Nice. Some nice off-roading. Tires, some nice rims. That's what I want. Uh, Everyone's just going to Alabama, folks. And a vacation home in Mobile for the <laughs> off season. I love Mobile. I want to retire there. Um, maybe a house in Nashville too, if I'm feeling a little frisky. And then, but then that's it. I'm buying that stuff outright, and then I'm not spending another dime of that contract until it's up. Because I was looking at the rules. There is no rule in the NFL that I could see that forbids a player from owning a different team than the one he plays for. So if I had that $500 million deal, waiting 10 years, saving that, putting in a nice investment account. Don't Bobby Kraft, I won't have. No, no, I am going. The cheapest NFL team to own right now is the Buffalo Bills. It's $1.9 billion dollars. I am becoming a majority owner of the Buffalo Bills if I, I have that. I for because Mark Davis is so broke. That's the dream. There you go. Oh, if we're going to do that, then I would probably invest and save all mine after that. Make money after any endorsement deal I could get. And uh, probably meet Jeffrey Lurie to buy a minority stake in the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, see, you want to go majority, so that's why you got to go cheap. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Lurie is so rich, though. Like, I couldn't make enough money in my lifetime, even if I invested everything perfectly to make that kind of money. Oh, yeah, no. See, I'm I'm picking the Bills because they they've never won a Super Bowl. They haven't really won anything in the past <laughs> years. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I, see, I want to do – I see, you need, like, my loyalty for the Philadelphia Eagles is, like, undying. So, I, like, I always make the joke that I love some of my family members, but, like – it, it, Actually, uh, scratch the bills. I know what I'd do. I already said I'm going to buy a house in Nashville. Not Nashville. Probably Brentwood. Nice area. The Nashville Predators cost $250 million. I'm buying a 100% ownership of that team. There we go. I love it. I'd also buy a minority stake in um, either Nike or Jordan. Because I would love to be on that creative board. So, there you go, folks. If me and Kev ever win the lottery, look out. Be living the dream for about 20 minutes. Nah, but I would definitely build like, a house in the vineyard and, like, just, like, build, like, a, like, 
like a home gym the size of my actual house in Connecticut. Like it'd be a double, like it'd be a monstrous house, but like I would build like an enormous home gym in there. And like, you know, like, like a hot, like a re like a cold tub and all these other things, just like, especially for the pro athlete, that'd be insane. But also I'm proud of us. Neither of us said that we'd move to Utah and just get like five wives. So proud of us. Well, we're not Mark, so we, we didn't grab the low hanging fruit on that one. All right, listen, Utah's either cold as hell or hot as shit. There's no in between. Yeah, also, there are so many dry towns in that state. I'm never going there. Um, Yeah, that that's not happening here, Chief. No. Not worth it. They could pay Do me. You understand? Me and Kevin's relationship started over us both drinking a lot of beer. Uh, they could pay me $500 million to move there, and I'd... I would consider it. I'd probably do it, but it wouldn't be a definitive yes. Oh no! Then I'd lobby the town that I live in to be a blue, t- to be not a, not a wet town or whatever the hell you call it. Oh, yeah, actually, they're right. I'd buy the town. Yeah. Or I'd I, I'd bribe the mayor to the point of where he'd make it like he put a brewery in there. <laughs> or just in your brewery. in your case, a distillery. <laughs> I'd start a distillery. That's what I would do. Brewery. Yeah. There you go. Lynchburg County in Tennessee is a dry county. But if you go to the Jack Daniels Distillery, you can buy whiskey. I feel like there's some old corruption in that one. I feel like the Jack Daniels Distillery kind of pulled some strings to make sure it was kept in a dry town. Oh, pro- or or it was there before the town became dry. That's also a possibility because it's been there for so long. Oh yeah. All right, we got to get on some not so great topics. All right, so. One of my favorite NFL players, I will admit it right now, I have been a fan of this guy since the Eagles drafted him in the second round in 2008. Sean Jackson, he's very uh, political, especially about everything that's going on right now. I, you know, listen, I'm all for players sending their voice, whether I agree with it or not. He tweeted out a picture on Instagram today. Kev, can you find the image? Because I cannot. I have it pulled up. Do you want to read it? Because I, 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 I also have I also have his, I think I his apology. I have his apology, and then I also have um, the Eagles' statement up. So, so he, I looked this up, and the quote, Hitler did not say it, but a, in whatever DJX posted, it was attributed to Hitler. And what yeah. he posted, the highlighted part is, Hitler said, because the white Jews knows that the Negroes are the real children of Israel— and to keep America's secret, the Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they are. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all this time they've been mistreating and discriminating and lynching the children of Israel. And then he reposted it with the stuff about Hitler and Jews crossed out just – the will extort America, their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. So, my first, so, uh, by the way, the Eagles came out, Deshaun Jackson apologized over the notes and to the Jewish community, over Instagram, he tried to clarify what he said, and yada, 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 I could, I could go on and on, on about it, and he, the, the imp- apology did come off con- sincere. Kev, I want to know what the hell was going through his head when he posted this. Uh, CTE, that's what was going through his head. Yeah, he's taking a lot of shots. Just look up the just, just look up Dante Robinson Dex Deshaun Jackson. That hit by itself. I remember that hit. 
Because I cursed Dante Robinson's name as a 10-year-old. I said, I want this guy to suffer. Because that hit looked like I saw Deshaun Jackson's neck snap back. Yeah, I mean, also, I didn't watch his video apology, but I hope it was better than his initial apology. Yeah, his, his in- initial like, one was basically, I'm sorry you got offended when I quoted Hitler. God, he sounds like a president. He said, anyone who feels I have hate towards the Jewish community took my post the wrong way. Like, basically, I'm sorry you got offended by the horrible thing that That's, I like, said. the most anti, like, apology I've ever heard. I take it, I take it like the president comment, but, like, I, that's, like, the most anti-apology I've ever seen. Holy crap. Oof. I mean, his, his video apology did come off more sincere. Um... The Eagles' statement was, like, basically, you know, they covered their bases. And uh, I've heard a lot of different things on the on and off opinions. And I've heard something, the, the, like, the Eagles aren't above cutting Jackson. But I feel like the Eagles aren't dumb enough. The Eagles will really look at this. I'm not going to say they're not dumb enough to cut him. I'm going to say they're, like, they're going to look at this and be like, all right, listen, Deshaun's a leader in our locker room. He immediately came out and apologized before we even said anything. I think that was the key. The fact that the like before Jackson apologized within like the hour of the Eagles posting that like they're apologized, like they've spoken to Deshaun. Like that's I think that was the biggest thing because like this could have gone so much worse. It could have gone so much like he could have like I, I, I there's like so many wrong turns this could have made. But like the post was immediately deleted. I'm not defending him because I think it was horrible what he posted. And I'm a little ashamed that I to call him one of my favorite athletes of all time because I've I've loved Deshaun Deshaun Jackson since he was drafted. But I am always a firm believer in second chances. I gave Michael Vick a second chance, and he turned out to be one of my favorite athletes. And people like I like to follow on social media for like sports analysis and everything else. Um, I've always been a, like that's how I was raised in a Catholic household. You always give a second chance to people. I mean, there's, you know, certain lines, you know, um, you know, genocide, murder, killing murder. a bunch of dogs, you know. Normally. Wow. OK, rape, you know, things that are like, you know, unholy crap. But like, you know, like, listen, Michael Vick did his time. I still like, you know, the dog thing, like I still will never like completely like, you know, like look at him the same way. But like, I mean, the guy has a ch- should have a chance to at least like he did his time should be able to make some money and live his life with his family. So. Uh, I, I, it's with, with Deshaun. I mean, it's not to that scale by any means, but I mean, come on, Riley Cooper dropped the end bomb at a concert. I was gonna say the Eagles have some problematic receivers. <laughs> they just, my gosh, they have like receivers fighting offensive linemen. Alshon <clears throat> Jeffrey. They have receivers dropping end bombs at a Kenny Chesney concert. Oh, <clears throat> Riley Cooper. Uh, now they have one dropping like a Hitler quote on Instagram. Uh, I thought it was like only I, my team. <laughs> I know I said CTE, but I want to know what at what point in his mind did he think, yeah, this will go over well. Yeah, quote the like literally. If you think who are the like the top like three or four most evil men in history? Oh, Adolf's everyone's top three. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down top five. There we go. We're doing this now. Uh, top five might be tough. Adolf's number one. Oh god, easily number one. Um. Two, Stalin. Yeah, uh, same here. Three, three, I might have to go Saddam. Oh, I was going to go Mao. Uh, 
I Dude, think he killed Roy five million of his own people. Come on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, you could go Mao too. I'm saying I'm going with Saddam because he literally used chemical weapons on his people on yeah. the ah uh, Kurds. Well, not well. Yeah, but there's and Shiites and Shiites. Shiites. Okay, I forgot which one was the majority. Sunni, Sunni Muslim. Yeah. Because there's one that's majority worldwide, and then there's the other one's a majority in Iraq, and he killed the one that's a minority in Iraq. I think that's the Shiites of the majority. Okay. I think you're right. I'm not sure, though. Um, four, going to have to go Mao. Okay, so we'll flip on those. And then five's a tough one. I was going to say Pol Pot. Burma? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd go that, I think. My dad's going to listen or, to this. Uh, the, or the oh, – I can't remember the guy's name right now, but the guy from uh, Rwanda. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Wow, what's his name? This is when we need like the live stream for Zach Mac to tell us. <laughs> yeah, right. Or uh, you know, either honorable mention Heinrich Himmler. Yeah, I mean, come on. He when you talk about the baddies, the baddies in the Nazi party, like he was the leader of the baddies, the baddies. Yeah, I was more thinking like leaders of a country. I'm not oh, okay, arguing. I, okay. I, we also could throw in like Vlad the Impaler or Genghis Khan, so. Yeah, but Genghis Khan is probably at least one of our ancestors, so. Do you remember that? Robert. An absurd uh, amount of, like, percentage of people have. I don't think he made it to Poland, though. Well, yeah, but he still has, like, people probably fled to Poland. Who were his ancestors? Um, Mo, Mobutu Sisi Seko. Okay. Uh, also, maybe that pronunciation. But he was the dictator during the Rwandan genocide. I guess. Okay. Um, well, so I probably read that wrong, and someone's gonna yell at me. The dictator from Turkey uh, who ran the uh, Ottoman Empire during the Armenian genocide too. Yeah, maybe. I'm not. Eh. There's so There's many bad people in history. I know. Damn. Um, I feel like top one is the easiest. Yeah, it's uh, uh, old Adolf. Oh, well, on the live stream, we'll break down. Tojo. Oh, we have to throw Tojo in there as, a, uh, number t- uh, as an honorable mention as well. Or five. Yeah. You're talking about Hirohito, right? Just want to make sure I wasn't missing some other dictator with the same name, or like a nickname that's also, or a name that's his nickname. I mean, yeah, like, uh, look, look what they did. I, I would put him in. I would put him as number five. Yeah, I think he's number Basically five. Basically decimated China and then also like was like did like tried to top or at least come close to the Nazi genocide on American and British prisoners. So yeah, I mean, rape and name king. No. Bhutan Death March. I think Rape and Nan- yeah, it was Rape and Nan- King. Yeah, Bhutan, Bhutan Death March. I think the Rape and Nan- King was also Japan. Yeah, no, that was uh, China, 1938. Yeah. And then, um, could you tell we both know our history, fellas and ladies? I'm tired. It's been a long day. Dude, I no, I'm, I wasn't being sarcastic. Like I um, was straight A history student, and you were probably yeah. pretty close to that too. And then the um, their science division in China. Sector two seven two thirteen. That doesn't sound sketchy at all. Yeah, they would to test. They wanted to see one of the things they did. They did a lot. 
they wanted to see what the optimal temperature was to cure frostbite frostbite by pouring water on it like warm water so they just sent people out into the winter without clothes and then went and got them and poured water on them to see what the optimal temperature was yeah all right um this took a dark turn yeah this took a really dark thanks turn. to Sean little... jackson <laughs> all right let's take a switch up to something positive and optimistic even though the NBA season might be in doubt, Adam Silver's, you know, doubting because of all the cases. I think they'll still play only because of the the the, the hit the NBA salary cap would take, and the fact the players like it, there's just so many things riding on them playing at least half the the, the the this whatever this is. But positive note: say Dwight Howard, whose thoughts of not who's thought not he like they didn't think he was going to play this year. I tried to word that better. He said, "I am going to play." But I am going to donate all my checks to my operate my uh, charity, Breathe Again. Bravo, Dwight Howard. I am always for players, especially now. I was, you know, like back a couple years ago when the whole Kaepernick thing started, I was a little hesitant. But now as I learn, I've become more and more culturally aware of like outside of my little bubble that I used to grow up in. I've started to realize that especially now more than ever, people need to use athletes, especially need to use their platform to speak up for injustice. So bravo Dwight. I love this move by him. Also good for the Lakers because they get their big man back. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty much Dwight Howard couldn't do anything wrong here. If he said he was playing, people would be thrilled. And people are thrilled. And then on top of that, he's doing a very, very nice thing that no one expected him to do. I think it's gonna. I think you're gonna see more players do this as we get closer to the season starting. I believe so. I think. I think one thing fans shouldn't do though is shame guys for not doing it. Yeah, no. I think we need to really get off this cancel shame culture when it comes to sports. Like, like if LeBron James doesn't do it, I, he's going to do it. I. There's no he's doubt in my mind. He's got more money than he can ever think of. He just bought a media company. I think he's fine. Yeah, he can do it. But like some of the like six six man guys. Yeah, don't care on Alex Caruso for don't not donating his whole yeah. salary. Okay, come on. Like the guy, guy like needs, the guy needs to spend his money on Bosley, not uh, not, <laughs> not on don't not and also was probably his rent in his four bedroom studio apartment or no, his, his one his one his kitchen half bath studio apartment. <laughs> I think that's part of the issue in sports. People go, oh, they have all this money. Like, what? Like, why aren't they doing more? A lot of these guys, they their families have not known money, really. And so they come out, they get money, and then their aunts, their uncles, their cousins they've never met are coming out of the woodworks. Well, see, you and me are, are wired weird because we are, to quote the term, we're assholes. Um, so, like, if I ever got a huge contract... Like, let's say you and me hit it big with media and we get her again. Dorsey does everything else. This podcast takes off. I'm not saying Joe Rogan. I'm saying, like, we make enough so we can do this on our own, live in a nice city, yada, yada, drive a nice car, yada, yada, yada. Um, the only people I'm giving money to are the dummies that share a wall with me, my sister and her boyfriend. I'd pay off my parents' mortgage and then probably, like, I'd maybe try to find my friends a job at the company I was working for or something like that. Low end job. Or, it's like, so, or, like, at least try to, like, you know, or if I had a girl, she'd partake. But that's basically it. That's just also how I was wired. Yeah. Like, as I, I was brought up, like, you help yourself out and you teach people how to help themselves. You don't 
give chair you don't like keep just like coddling them until they can't do it for themselves but that's just me but i i see your point here because i think a lot of like i could also see this turning a bad turn because the media social media is just the worst place yeah. on the planet. praise the guys who do it they're doing a great thing oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the guys who aren't yeah please just like leave them alone they're they're people too who can jump out of the building but you know especially alex caruso get that listen Dave Portnoy needs to call this guy and help him out. Like, come on. Portnoy's balding was just as bad. I, w- I want to see some help out from my boy Alex here. I love the commercials. There are a bunch of commercials in Massachusetts with, like, Tom Curran, who does sports stuff, who's on uh, Comcast Sportsnet, I think. He I think comes Wes- on the herd, every- he comes on the herd, like, every week. Yeah. Uh, Wes Welker's on him, too. It's a hair restoration commercial. I love it. I love it. Only because Wes Welker's on it. Oh, my God. That's awesome. All right. So, moving on. Last but not least, Kev, we got some college football news. Take it away. So, the two college football teams have stopped their offseason workouts, LSU and Clemson. Clemson, I know Clemson's number. Clemson had 37 players in, like, one week test positive. Yeah. People are pointing out that when you take steroids, your immune system drops. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to tell you other people it are is, saying that. It is Clemson. There's some sketchy stuff going around there, so. Yeah, I mean, if that was a concern, then there would be so many more teams that are having guys get coronavirus. It's not like, oh, Clemson says 37. If it were the steroids, I think there would be plenty more teams who had high numbers. Yeah, so. But, um, so they've stopped it. There is now more concern if, if the season will start on time. Because they can't do off-season workouts. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said it's going to be a late July decision on if they start on time. So basically, a week before they would report, they would find out if they're going to report. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I mean, even here in Connecticut, we're the only state, I think, that we haven't had a coronavirus death in two days. Our numbers are so low, our hospitals are actually going back to normal. But yet, because of these other states, we have to delay our bar openings because of all the morons down south. Yeah, I'm surprised that... Asymptomatic or not, there's still corona cases. I'm surprised that all these states haven't gone, or people haven't gone to these states like, hey, if you keep doing this, there's going to be no college football. Because I guarantee if they realize that, those states would be shut down harder than Fort Knox. Except Florida. Yeah, well... Yeah, maybe Florida's hope for um, University of Florida this year in football, so they might want to. Hey! What? University of Florida, the Gators are picked to be a college football player dark horse. Yeah, okay, so I'll give them that. I mean, Miami might actually compete in the ACC, but that's about it. I just say compete. <laughs> the Coastal's going to be a joke this year, so. Like most years? Yeah, probably. Um, all right, Kev, do you got some weird stuff for me? I do. Before that, I want to say, Weird Shit in Sports is brought to you by PropMe. Nice. PropMe is a social wagering platform catered to the everyday sports fan. It has peer-to-peer betting, peer-to-peer marketplace, and an esports betting platform, even. A company that leads in social wagering innovation, join PropMe on the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and join the movement. It's a fun time. Have you done any of those contests yet? I have done one. Yeah, I did the summer one because it's hard to bet in Connecticut because our state sucks. Yeah. 
it's hard in Massachusetts too, but it's still fun. I enjoyed it. I don't do if they, well. If they ask, my address is in New Jersey. I mean, it's also not betting because you're not putting money in to start. True. You can do that on the app too if your state has that legalized, but like I said, I live in New Jersey. Is that what your ID said in college too? No, I think it said like Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, once we're done talking, now that we're done talking about Jared's fake IDs, we're gonna talk about Sam Lynn Ballpark. Did you know, Jared, that most professional sports teams or most professional baseball teams, their stadium either faces north, south, or east? I think I did know that because of wind currents and sun and stuff like that. It's the sun. So there's two ballparks in America that face west, and they have to delay the start times for games because whatever their first pitch is supposed to be, the sun is directly in the batter's eyes. I feel like I know one of them. <laughs> Can, what do you think one of them is? I feel like it's Wrigley. No. There's no professional baseball team or major league baseball team that does this. Oh, they're all minor leaguers. It's Sam Lynn Ballpark, where the Bakersfield Train Robbers play. And then also... Wakona Park in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, but no one cares about that. I've been to Pittsfield once in my life, and it was just not a fun experience. Yeah. But so, yeah, the – I just love that name, the Bakersfield Train Robbers. <laughs> Can it be the Bakersfield Train Wrecks? I don't know. It depends on how bad they play that year, I guess. I, I feel like that's been said already because of, like, you know, if they've had a bad season so far. Probably. But it's it's technically a major league team. It's independent league, so it's not affiliated with major minor league. But they play in the Pesos League. Peso. Uh, oh my god, some of these names. I love minor league baseball. Don't they, isn't there a team called the Nuts? There has to be, because I know there's like the Montgomery Biscuits. I remember the Mobile Bay Bears were a Diamondbacks affiliate for like the longest time. I think there's also, like, the shrimp. Oh, it's just great. I love minor league baseball. Okay, so I think for live stream, I think we have to list our top five favorite minor league baseball names. Okay. Yeah. This is happening. Down. With one honorable mention. All right. In honor of our boy Steve Peral coming on last week. By the way, thanks again for Steve for coming on. It was a great – it was a good time talking something positive like baseball – and, of course, since for all of our future guests, you come on three times, you get a shirt. <laughs> as gimmicky as that sounds. You come on four, you get a hoodie. You get on, come on five times, you get a hoodie. You get on seven, I'll take you out for dinner. I mean, you go on eight, you can, you can, you can get my car. Oh, I thought you were going to say something way worse that involves <laughs> me and taking these guys out, these guys or girls out on dates. Like, uh, Jay, let's just stop that sentence. Let's not offer that until we find out if they're interested. We don't want to deter anyone from coming on, but if they're interested, that's that's on the table. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's get the SMU Jazz. Last call. Here we go. All right, folks. So the MLB released their schedule last night. A couple things. First off, Kevin, I am buying the single team pass for my Diamondbacks to watch every game this year. 
I am so excited for the urgency of a 60-game season. It's going to feel like playoff baseball. And because I'm a Diamondbacks fan, I've experienced real playoff baseball since 2011. Um... Because 2017 basically ended in about 30 seconds. Uh, two, I am excited because of all the storylines. You got Mike Trout might make the playoffs this year. They've got Rendon. They've got uh, what's the what's the Japanese player on their team's name? Otani. Otani. I, I couldn't think of his name because like the the announcer goes Otani son, but like um the the announcer on their team or whatever. But um for the uh, Angels, Otani. Rendon, and you have Mike Trout. I am so hyped for that storyline. I'm hyped because, once again, the LA Dodgers are the top-ranked team in baseball. And the best part about it is, is they are always notorious for starting slow and then getting hot at the end of the season and then choking the playoffs. The theory of my my team, Arizona, who always starts off the season hot and you know tapers off like crazy in August has me excited for the season. The randomness of it. You could have a team that could start 10 and 0 and basically be like a favorite to make the playoffs and basically just have to coast at 500 and they'll make this the playoffs. Or you could have a team that starts 0 and 10 and basically have to win almost every game to get in or get a decent playoff spot. Expanded playoff, new DH, there are so many things. And baseball, yes, they screwed up so much with these negotiations. But for a team and a sport that is separated enough where coronavirus won't affect it as much as basketball or football would. And to these athletes, I'm not downplaying coronavirus at all. But most of these guys are my, mine to Kevin's age are the oldest, like my uncle's age. They're not, they're like the oldest guy in the league might be 43. And the youngest guy in the league is maybe 19 or 20. Prime age to, to be okay from this. So it's maybe like they miss maybe 10, 13 games. But here's the craziest thing. It's going to happen. This is going to be an odd season. But I'm so excited for the craziness that is baseball. So my buddy Marquise asked me, he goes, are you excited for the basketball season? I'm like, not really. They they screwed my Timberwolves over. One of the seven, oh, what is it? Seven teams don't get a shot? I mean, I, I get why they should have just had the season start. They only made this minor playoff or like this play in eight games just so Zion can get in everyone sees it it's not that it's not too hard to figure it out but baseball it's, it looks authentic it looks fun it looks so fresh I don't think we're gonna get 162 game we're gonna lose 160 games for a while maybe 140 down the line back in the old days of baseball I still think the stats will be there but I am very excited for some Diamondbacks baseball some Major League Baseball and some live sports that I can actually watch. I'm so excited for baseball. Um, like I said, when Steve was on, I might have to forego my Diamondbacks fandom for at least a little bit. My it's lady okay. Friends I will give, you, I will give you my MLB password for the Diamondbacks. I'll, I'll let you have it just in case. Just when she's not around. Okay, listen. Well, when the girl's not around, retail, like, I have to refer two teams. Because me and Jared's friendship stretches over bounds. <laughs> the I'm say this: the Diamondbacks can be the official team of this podcast. We are officially a Diamondbacks podcast. I will tweet at the Diamondbacks after this game. We are an official Diamondbacks podcast from from the Northeast. What up? <laughs> Please send us free shirts, dude. Seriously, I, I want a one of those 47 brand American flag hats you guys just dropped. Those are fire. 
Or just give us money, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, like listen, we'll like we'll read the bulk, we'll read the box score, we'll do everything into the show, no problem. I, oh, by the way, Kev, I know you. I don't think you ever watched a Diamondbacks home game before on their own network. Steve Berfume is one of the best baseball announcers in the country. Yes, formerly of ESPN, Steve Berfume. Say, but I, I don't know. My favorite is and will always be Don Orsilla. I don't mind him actually. I love him and I hate Nesson for getting rid of him. I remember watching him as a kid because my dad used to watch Nesson games all the time. Games on Nesson all the time. I can't stand Michael K. I loved uh, I loved Paul O'Neill and Ken Singleton when they were on. Um, Don Orsillo and Jerry Remy were always electric though. I have an autographed Jerry Remy baseball, by the way. Jerry Remy Jerry Remy follows me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think I, Jose, Jose Batista follows me on Twitter, so. He, I randomly got, I'm like, I saw a check, no, a check, uh, check Twitter account follow me on Twitter. I'm like, like, no way. I'm like, oh shit, Joey Bats follows me. Let's go. And when he did his mass unfollow afterward, I was still one of the accounts he still followed. <laughs> I'm a lucky one of like 5,000. Get him on the podcast, bud. You're slacking. I mean, yeah, are you kidding me? I would love to talk about, like, him and Rent Odor's, like, little boxing match on second base. True. All right. That wraps it up for today. We will be live streaming ne- on Thursday, 6.30. Going to have a lot of fun shows. And uh, so only Kev is going to see what shirt I'm rocking for this. But we're doing vacation party swag. That's the theme. I gotta find something for that then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might even break out like an American flag headband. We're going all out today on Thursday, folks. I might just wear something ridiculous. Oh no, Kev, you gotta get like the like the 2010 like New Year sunglasses. <laughs> all right, I might have a hat. Yeah, I got a hat. All right, or I might wear like my dad's like fishing hat, which is like this big like like tan mesh hat, Tommy Bahama looking thing. Either that or I'll just wear, like, you know, I'll just have my ponytail up in, like, a unicorn bun. (laughs) Yikes. It'll always be a good time, folks. Remember, check it out Twitter, 630, Periscope as well. Uh, It's going to be a fun time. So, also, if you have any – by the way, starting next – not this coming week. Next week, the week of the 17th, we will be starting to go back to the two-show-a-week podcast as sports start to pick up. There will be more stories, and me and Kev just love seeing each other so much on camera. All right, that wraps it up. I'm Jared. That's Kev. We will catch y'all first. Bye. Hey, guys. Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.